You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is the I'm Aprom Kivalevich. And I'm Kalman Morch. And as we are sliding into Lagva Omer tonight, we know that around us, preparations are toned down. The bonfires might be lit. Will someone attend? Will they not attend? Will the parades happen? But the exception proves the rule. It might be a toned down celebration this year due to Corona 19. But we know that throughout year by year, this is one of the highlight days, especially in the Eilum of the Chachim. This is an incredible day of Simcha, a day that even non-Chassidim celebrate in Eretz Yisrael. The trip to Maron is one of the highlights of the year. The weddings that occur, Lag And yet, if we look in the Beis if we look in the Ramah, we look in our standard sources, it doesn't. Nothing seems to justify what has the type of Simcha that Lag Omer develops. It would seem that this is actually a day of contemplation, a day of Avelus, a day of thinking about what it is that we lost, which is the Zerbi Kiva's death. However, we know that the Arizal has revealed to us that this is a day that the Zayar talks about at great length, the day of Rav Yochai's death, the day that Rav Shimmer Yochai gave over some of the greatest principles of his Torah that his Almina were able to understand, and that his Histalkos, his Yoy the day that he bonded with God in the ultimate fashion was a day that he was able to give over and leave the principles of Kabbalah, Talmudim, and they were able through the years, it might have taken hundreds and hundreds of years for it to happen, but to entrench the ideas of Kabbalah within our society. And that's what we're celebrating. Right, Talmud? We're celebrating, if you really want to be honest, we're celebrating the power what can do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think that uh, there is really no other way to to explain it. There's really no other way of um, um, justifying a celebration in the middle of what we would call, uh, you know, you made din days of judgment, uh, even if there was a pause in it. Um, but I, I'd like to raise a subject based on 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 this point that you just made. Which is um, that it seems, especially the way that you described it, that you know he was bringing down these great secrets into the world and revealing it into the world, and basically what was revealed was the Sefer Zohar, the Zohar, which is the, uh, if I can call it, the Torah Shabbat, the the written Torah of the of the secret Torah, and yet in the Zohar itself, it states very clearly that the reason why he was revealing it was because Shema Bar Yochai was told that this was the mechanism, this teaching, this understanding, this way of life is the way to usher in and bring about the final redemption which Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, who was living just after the destruction of the um, second Beis Hamikdash and the beginning of the current long exile, it seems that um, you know he was trying to provide the world with the way to get out of it. And although it remained secret for a while, the Arizal later would end up saying that you know it, the time has come to expand this and to open this up, the teachings of the Zohar. So. Um, 
I'm kind of wondering, and maybe uh, you can you can defend this, but it seems that we, the Jewish people as a whole, haven't accepted that uh, this uh, premise that in order for us to um, uh, attain the uh, final redemption that we're also hoping for, that uh, the secrets of the Torah need to be accessible to. Um, to everyone, what what I would have pictured if we were trying to fulfill that in its uh, simple understanding would be that just like children in Cheder learn, you know, Aleph Beis Gimel and they learn the vowels and then they learn how to read Chumash and then they learn the Mishnah. Somewhere in that process, there should be you know, a description of the Sefiros and the charts and uh, uh, children on on their on their level of understanding and then as the mind expands but that the basic uh, bentora or the basic um, um you know religious observant jew should have at least a uh, peripheral you know some knowledge of these uh, secret Torahs, so that when Mashiach shows up and starts speaking all the secrets of the Torah, that we don't um, need to run to, uh, I don't know what Kabbalah Ulpan would be, uh, but uh, we would all have to learn it anew, and yet we're not doing that. We're, um, you know, leaving it to the... And I, I'm wondering what, what your thoughts are about maybe changing this and introducing this, if not in the schools, but maybe in the shul, some system of opening up everyone's knowledge to this area of the Torah. Yeah, well, that was quite a drasha, Kalman, and I, I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to respond to. But uh, first, let me say this. Uh, there, are, there have been societies that have introduced, in many ways, uh, primitive... Uh, terminology, even uh, t- terminology, the primitives, <laughs> and we do see in some Sephardic uh, communities that their uh, knowledge and familiarity with Zoharic language and reading Zohar is a lot more prevalent than it is, let's say, in the Litvish world, um, and in definitely in the modern Orthodox world, or even in the the, the world of the Balei Musel. Um, so it, it, it has happened in some in some fashion. Um, and there, you know, you can go to a, a Sardi, uh, Brit Yitzchak, or even Achnosas, uh, and you'll see, uh, people reading off there, or Tikkun Leo Shmulis. So, there has been somewhat of an introduction. It, it clearly isn't what you're talking about, uh, which is to, um, train at a young age, along with how to read, uh, an Aleph and a Rashi, but like you say, also to realize uh, what the Sefer Yitzhira says about Aleph, and to realize, at least get a, a understanding of the Sefer and how God created the world through them. Now, that has not occurred. Um, and I think there's a good reason for it. I think that, uh, you're right, the Zohar does say, this is the Chochmah of the Yafkin, Megalusa. It's with this Chochmah that we will get out of Golan. The question is, how it should be managed. I think that uh, there is a there's a elitist way, perhaps, of looking at it, which is to give the great teachers complete control and to allow them to filter down the principles. I think you'll agree that the, one of the oftos of of of, of Hadas Hasid. For sure, and maybe even Chabad 
was its way of taking what was pure Kabbalistic ideas and allowing them to live in somewhat of a different form, to, to selectively take terminology, but to also create new terminology that allowed a lot of the spiritual power of Kabbalah to sort of walk within our midst, but not using the, 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 the supercharged terminology of, of, of what you have in the Eitz Chaim of Yarizal. And um, I, I would say that uh, it was, by and large, successful. In other words, you talk about beer and eat but you don't necessarily have to talk about being Maliman, you don't have to talk about Atik, and you don't have to talk about the difference between Odom Kadma and, 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 and Reishadalei Yisyoda. Uh, you are able to at least have a mystical, fervent way of life that's built on a capitalistic system without necessarily studying in-depth Kabbalah. Well, I, I, I'd like to, from, uh, you can correct me if I'm not understanding this historically, but from what I understand, when the Arizal revealed this, um, it did, there did start, there did begin a process that would, um, with its goal, that every person should be somewhat, everyone on their level, again, I'm not saying that everyone could read the Eitz Chaim, um, you know, the, the, not everyone can read the Eitz Chaim, but, but um, you know, everyone should be able to read the Zohar, if not with the Sulam, it's with the Masag Medvash, but everyone should be able to read the Zohar. I think that if we, if we go back in time, we would see that that would have been the plan of the Arizal, that if things should develop that way, and that it should be, that I would say man, woman, and child, um, everyone should have a basic knowledge of Kabbalah. What happened, in my understanding of it, was that Shabtai Tzvi, uh, the, uh, the false messiah, who used Kabbalah to influence the masses and to get people to follow him, and he was using you know, all kinds of uh, um, you know, practical Kabbalah and and the, the depth of the teaching, and he he um, he destroyed the Jewish people. He he broke the Jewish people, and what came out of that was a certain level of paranoia. Where after after you've been burnt, now you don't trust anyone. So after Shabbat Tzvi, if you know someone shuckled too much by davening, they were suspect of being a, a Sabbatean, and so the uh, Jewish people fled from from Kabbalah. And uh, I guess you're right that one of the responses was the Hasidic approach, which was meant to be a more uh, effective and safer way of transmitting, but but we've done that, and and uh, I, you're right, that was a successful movement. But it seems from the Arizal, the way that he's writing it, that um, he wants that people, everyone, should have a more basic knowledge. And yeah, Chabad and Chagat, but throughout most of the Hasidic world, even if they have the goal and purpose and point of the. Of, of the Kabbalistic teachings in terms of the of the uh, passion and excitement for Judaism, but most of them are are not only unlearned in the basic teachings of Kabbalah, but are even experiencing that same fear and paranoia about how somehow it's going to corrupt you. 
Well, I, I, I definitely want to get the boxing gloves on. You know, but, you know, I, I think our people are listening here. We are called the Chavrusas, and we're supposed to be at each other's throats. But uh, I will compliment what you're saying by saying that, um, you know, they're in the Chassidus itself, uh, was one of the voices, and of course his, uh, that, that Geza, including Kamarna and others, uh, and, and I know you're, uh, you enjoy, uh, Jikiv and others, I know you, you quote the Marnoyam, and, and, and that Hebra Chassidus, I'm gonna throw the Spinkel, uh, the Mariyosef, the Spinkel Reb as well, they, uh, and even in the Sonoma, were sort of a, a reaction against uh, just streamlining uh, Kabbalistic ideas to the point that it led to greater Avleta. There was uh, an emphasis of real study uh, of, in certain Chugachidas of Kabbalah real, in, in a real way. And especially, you know, the Chide Skula for sure should be learning it, and there should, definitely should have been a, a greater uh, involvement. Uh, I think that you know, Chidus does a good job in covering the rifts between them sometimes. But there has definitely been that voice has been raised. In terms of what you were saying, going back earlier, what you were talking about, about the, the reaction after Shabzitzvi, if you take a look at the historical records uh, of what was being put in place, the Haromim and the Takonis, it, was, there was, it wasn't just, it, was, it wasn't the Zayar as much as it was Kisvei Ari. There was a, it was true, Shabzitzvi hardly ever quoted the, I don't think he ever quotes the Ari. Uh, we have no statement to the mention the Ari, but uh, the Shabzoyim after him, uh, and that would even include his, his main right-hand man, uh, Nathan Azati, Nathan of Gaza, as he's called, uh, were very familiar with Kisvei Ari. And as Gershom Sholem has indicated, it was really the perversion of Kisvei Ari in terms of uh, of, of what the Oyo meant, and that could actually present our world as the world that was redeemed, even though Klapi uh, Chut didn't show any sign of redemption at all. Um, and, and I think that the, that was what uh, caused the Rabbanim, the Ishu Haramim, that said that you couldn't study Kisviari until you were definitely 40, and even then, uh, with great Zahirus, and the Zayar was actually allowed the Pamir HaKomim to learn after 30. Um, yeah, but right. still, the, the, if you're going to change it to 40, 30 and separate between them, certainly the result of it was this almost, almost a proud, um, almost, I, I want to say almost proud, but I think there is actually like a certain sense of pride in saying, this isn't for me. This is this is secrets of the Torah. Let's skip over it, and and I think that it turned into all elements of Kabbalah, not just the nuances that you, you that may have been what they were originally intending, but it definitely turned into a fear um, uh, of of the entire Kabbalistic tradition. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think we have to separate between the historical truth and what's happening now. I think that there were, I think it's a lot more nuanced than we are making it sound. And you can see that in the form that you've given Shurman, whether it's the Alshech or the Zereshimshin. Well, they, they both preceded, uh, well, the, the Alshech did, the Zereshimshin was later. But, but, but the Zereshimshin is, again, from the Sephardic community, and their response was different. 
Right, right, but you can see there that the Alshech who used the Zoyer as, as sort of like a, a Medrash-like father, uh, similar to what the Akedas Yitzchak did uh, hundreds of years before that, um, similar to what the of Yaakov Tzvi uh, Mecklenburg, like Stave Kabolin, he calls the Zoyer Mechilta Zerashbi, mm-hmm. he constantly quotes it. So there, there have been... Uh, in terms historically, uses of the Zohar in ways that have not been the, the, the extreme Kabbalistic way. And I, and I think that for our conversation, just to make it clear for people who are listening, I, I think what's really going to come out between us, because we talked about before, <laughs> before we got onto this cell phone call, as we were trying to work it out uh, under uh, Zoom circumstances, well, we, we understand the way we, where we're at. And, and I think what you're asking for is a more aggressive teaching of an introduction and teaching of Chochmah Haseh. That, that, that how can we just bite into the apple halfway? If we're already accepting Ladvayim, we're already accepting the fact that there's a stultifying, decrepit aspect of anything else except mystical thought. And ra- the, the, the Aristotelian rational thought is basically just an interesting curiosity. But the main derech of Machshov of Yiddishkeit is really the derech of of the Mekubovim, and especially through the Ari. Then why aren't we pushing it more? Talmud Warch is saying, we've need, we need to just, especially if, if we definitely want to get out of this Golis, we need to upgrade the intellectual level and the learning and uh, right that's the roadmap out right i, I think i think that you, we we have to do that because i mean it, it's kind of frustrating when when um you encounter all these people who are seeking desperate thirsty for for something more meaningful and they would be so they would have such an easier time accessing that if if part of their upbringing included the the building blocks for this perspective of, of the Torah. Yes, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I think that, uh, as I said before, I think that that the Nanuim we do on the significance even of the Tzvilas that we say before Tzvilas there is uh, enough of a knowledge base, I believe. I think that I'm I'm very happy. I've mentioned this before. Mekubolim from all walks, whether they're Sparim, Chassidim, whoever they are, even maybe people from Hebrew who are holding hands together and going to the mixa uh, in Tveria every Arab every Rishonish, the way I heard when I went there when I was there to show a number of years ago. I'm happy that the Bali Kabbalah, Bali Zayin, Bali Ruch are there studying and Yeshiva's base sale and other places doing their job. But I think the way to shlep everybody through is to, ele- is to come up with effective 21st century methods of letting this Chochmah integrate itself. I think there's, there needs to be more uh, uh, stress on Kedusha. Look, if you have a let's, if you have a modern Orthodox school that says on Lanzaimer we're playing games, we're going out and, and playing ball, we're having a big fire, we're 
We're jumping around and singing. And if there's no element of Kedusha in that school, there's no element of Kedusha about what the Kedusha of that Chachma is, and how we have to push our young boys and girls to Kedusha and to Lakus and to, and to understand how the mitzvahs are so powerful, and not to be critical of them. I'm not. I'm not following how you're gonna find. I mean, what do you want to do? You want to open? Let's call them Kabbalah centers, where you just, uh, you know, well, make. That, that I think is a problem, Tom. But I think your way leads to Philip K. Berg. I think your way, even if it's going to be under the stewardship of the Gedele Yisrael, we all know Rebel Yoshev, even uh, as he was the place Ador, but at 17 or even 14, he was helping his grandfather write. Write the Leshem, yeah. Leshem, the classic. And in fact, he actually mentions a piece that he that he says that the that his grandson was writing for him. But we know that that, that these the, yeah. But that, so, what are you suggesting is the replacement to have people attain this deep level of understanding, but without the this education? I'm I'm not hearing you um, uh, give an I alternative. Is, what I would say is, is that we need to stress kedusha. We need to stress the elements. Of Chachmas Hasayim, we need to stress the element of of, of that the Chachmas Hasayim is given to us. The Simchas Hachayim, the Kedushas Haguf, the sense of the, what Ayum Habe is, the sense of how the Guf can become a Tavaruchni, the idea of Achila being like Korbanos, the ability of Tzadikim to be Poyo Nisim and Yeshuos. Those are things that I think are already on the table. I think they. I, I think it, I think those elements need to be pushed, but they also I, I agree with you part way that we need to come up with a greater way to give over capitalistic ideas. Now I, I, I'm going to tell you obviously Chabad seems to be the leader in this area. I, I, again, neither of us are Chabad kids, but are very familiar with them. I, I, I would say the the. Well, well, the the I, I think um, you know getting into the the exact track, you know, because Chabad is a very specific track of of the Kabbalistic take, and it's very um, you know it 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 itself believes to be the 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 one and only way. But uh, I, but uh, but I do think that they are on some level. Even if they're going out there and teaching it to adults and this, I don't, I, um, you know, even there, I'm not sure in terms of the elementary school, certainly there isn't a focus on the Kabbalah. And I'm, I'm scared of what you're suggesting, which is to try to only draw on and make use of the end results without necessarily providing the structure that builds on. So, you know, to, to talk about the fire of Judaism, but not to understand where that fire is, that it's based on my soul, which is a portion of God on high, and how to understand that through the concept of Tzimtzum and all these points... Uh, it's 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 like holding a flame without the candle. You're you're you need the teaching, the understanding behind it in order to justify the resulting feelings. I think there have been great thinkers. I think even Rav Salvatore, towards the end of his life, in many of his essays that he published in tradition and other places, were able to capture uh, enough of the authentic. A terminology plus a, 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 a language that spoke 
to the modern person. I think that the ones who, the true initiates, the ones who are going to become the Bali say of the next door, they'll be able to find those Chachonim. I think that we, they'll be able to find them and to be able to be trained in the language, which I agree with you, is primal. If someone is just, I, I'm into the Nishava, but I'm not into, I don't understand what Naran Chai means, so I probably am missing something. If I don't understand Chai Yechido, just saying I've got a Halik and a Shom and a Bintalayid isn't enough. Uh, right, I, I mean, I, you, you, that's why people are running all over the world to these temples, to all these different um, um, uh, sources for what they call spirituality. Um, you know, and they're they're looking to to meditate and contemplate and to live in these places. It's because their um, whatever spirituality they are finding, they don't feel. Um, that they can tap into and connect to, and I think part of the issue is that it's it's uh, it, we're so scared of it, and we're we are not teaching it, and we almost discourage it. It's almost shameful to be too fervent as a religious Jew, and I, I that's again I'm, I know I'm repeating my argument, but I think that that's the danger that you're running into when you when you don't base it in something which is properly taught and explained. Okay, to put it into uh, one, se- uh, one sentence, is it time... Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself to hear you put something into one sentence. Go ahead. Is it time to unbound Kabbalah? It's been bound up since the Bakul Shabtai 3. It's now time to unbind it and let what of Shimon Bar Yochai, perhaps Nariza definitely wanted to happen. That's really Kalman Warch's point in a nutshell. Uh, and on that, I, I, I would say, for the sake of arguing, that I don't know if it's time yet. I, we have seen, and maybe it's because it was Phil Berg, and maybe it was because the students like Madonna and others that he was attracting, that we saw a, um, a, a, a dragging through the mud of capitalistic ideas. Aleister Crowley, as we both know, uh, was also, and his movement uh, was also uh, responsible for uh, the uh, bringing up the ugly aspect of what not understanding of say properly can be. Uh, as Maishi Dale said to me, the key to learning Kabbalah and and, and and living a life of Pitapola is adherence to Kedusha. And it's I, I, I would trust the Gedele Adar that they understand that the amount of uh, of, of of exposure that we have to Dvarim things that are metunis and, and ugly uh, and, and are 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 is so strong today that I think that to, to even introduce it among our own heifer is dangerous. Well, I, 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 I hear that. 
I, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with that. I think that on the contrary, arguing that we are such a low society, and therefore us touching Kabbalah would contaminate it, I would say on the contrary. May, number one, maybe the reason why we are such a low society is because we haven't properly introduced spirituality, and maybe that's why our, our teenage children are running off into all these places, because no one's giving them the excitement and the fervor that they need. And number two, I would say, even if it's not the cause of it, but certainly maybe the uh, teaching of these things can be the healing for a broken society, and maybe the lower we are, the more that we need to understand why why the mikvah does what it does, and how it does what it does, and what to think about while you're in the mikvah, because those people were holier, and they could just dip and come out. We, we need more. Unfortunately, Kalman, the, especially as we, the information society we live in, the open society of, of, of Internet, has created skepticism. So I believe the young people are, are going to essentially be skeptics. We need people like Salvatric, like Jonathan Sachs. We still need them who are uh, people who are doing the job, sort of the Balatanya, uh, in a way began, doing it even on a, a level reaching people even lower. And, and I think because, uh, I think you're being unrealistic. You are uh, talking, if we could have a hermetically sealed society, it's about B'nai Brak. Maybe I agree with you. B'nai Brak, certain areas you're Shalayim, there should be more uh, inclusion and introduction of Soyd the way it was meant to be studied. But I think here, especially the Galusa, people that are listening to our show, I think that if, 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 if all of a sudden the rebellion in first, second, or third grade and the kids would come home with the Elon, with the series, I think that we would be asking for trouble. Well, comment, look, I think we've, 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 we're not going to solve this today. Hopefully, it, 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 the goalists will actually uh, stop <laughs> with, a, with our celebration of, of log. Uh, but I, I think that we're both in agreement. The important Scabola, but I think we're, we're we're starkly disagreeing as to what should be the next step. Well, thank you very much. This is my chavrusa, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich. and Alman Warch coming to his, coming from Chicago over the other side of the cell phone. This is the chavrusa. We hope next week we'll be able to. Bring towards you again us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.